Okay. I'm not gonna say cheap, but the whole world will marry you. Your email every week is just wait for me to say something. It doesn't. It doesn't take that long, baby. I'll wait you out. Welcome to the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast, back after a week off. A couple of minutes off, actually. And a couple of minutes off, because we just <laughs> started a record and the recorder was full. So we got uh, we got two minutes. So two, of... two stuff ups in a row, Sean. No, it isn't. That's well, one, One week it? you don't turn up, the next week you turn up and don't turn up. Yeah, a little bit of context. I mean, most you know, most of the shows, the footy shows, did the grand final review the, the week of the game. Yeah. That's generally how it works. You wrap it up. A couple of days after it happened, we're going to do it a full two weeks after it happened, yeah. just for a change of pace. Uh, and that was just because of a failure to communicate, basically, uh, miscommunication. No and, miscommunication. Um, Tim, was communication quite clear? Uh, I knew where I needed to be and I was there. Yeah. Tim came in and ate all the bananas. <laughs> Not actual bananas. Lolly bananas. Not lolly bananas. Waiting for you. Fuck. Yeah. I was at home. <laughs> <laughs> With all the equipment. Yeah, with all the equipment. <laughs> well, me and Tim had a really good review of the grand final. <laughs> it, it was pod worthy too. Uh, it was shit. good stuff. Yeah, yeah that was that was. Uh, it was Walkley Award winning. <laughs> it was bad on my behalf. We we had agreed to do it on the Wednesday because Tim had another fucking primary school production or something. I think they were doing Pippin or <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Old top hole. <laughs> um, so. We had agreed to do it on the Wednesday. Got to the Wednesday. I just forgot about it and was um, much to Fabian's chagrin. I was uh, doing some uh, best and fairest preparation on Did the Wednesday night. Did you your resignation with Box Hill or your, or your notice of you finishing it's up not even resignation. two weeks ago? It's not even resignation. you're still working? It's still it's not a, work. No, I haven't, I haven't worked for them since, I haven't done any work since last Friday, which was the BNF night, which was a good night. The Carlton Brew House. Celebrating the, the pump house. Yeah, that is uh, the, pump house. the pump house. We were talking about the pump house earlier in the week. That's not the Carlton Brew House, though. No, I know. It's because oh. called, it's called the pump house. That's different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, why were you talking about the pump house? Tim and I, we had a Christmas party at the pump house one year, and we couldn't remember the name. I was just saying that Brett Ratton did a presentation one year to one of the coterie groups and I happened to get along there and we were just talking about he went in with a plan and we were just saying we were still wondering whether Brendan Bolton has a plan and whether we can see it and well the short answer to that is maybe and no yeah so maybe he has a plan at the moment we can't see it yep no and, and it was just interesting because uh I thought you were saying no, he doesn't have a plan. Maybe, maybe we can see. <laughs> no, no, I knew he, he doesn't have a plan. No, that's what he. That's what he. That's yeah. exactly what you were saying. Um, Brett Ratton would, was presenting on butcher's paper. Oh well, and uh, and like was dictionary. Yeah, Mr. Squiggle. Yeah, he was writing stuff up. But what he had to say was absolutely spot on, and he was talking about um, methodology, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Mr. Me or Mister Squiggle? <laughs> Well, from a team I that's struggling to play football to two teams that played it particularly well. We're going to yes. do this. Two weeks ago. We're going to do this. We're going to re-review. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes reusing the stuff we already said, and I do thank you for your indulging all the points that I'm going to make a second time, just for the first time on, on air. Um, no beating around the bush. I mentioned it earlier. Marking, unbelievable. 
in the great in the game by the two teams. Just ridiculous marking. Well, from everyone. Again, I'll rehash as yeah, well. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it's like a glitch in the matrix. Let's just pretend. <laughs> I turned to the bloke next to me at halftime, and there was I a made woman the, next to you, wasn't there? No, no, there was, I had a no, guy on one original, side and a woman on the, the other. Don't spoil it. I still got that to come. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I said, whichever of Mason Cox or Jack Darling turn up and actually impact this game, their team will win the game. And ironically, from that point onwards, um, Jack Darling played as good a quarter of grand final football as I've seen. Yep. And Mason Cox, who I tipped to not even touch the ball for the whole game and barely did in the first Got half. Got halfway there. To, to his credit, his second half was exceptional. And Couple if, of goals. Well, if he'd gotten them over the line... Um, We'd have all been in fucking America looking for lanky turds. Well, there's that too. But we, we, you know, Tom Hawkins, when he stood up in the 2011 grand final after James Podziadley went down, it was his single Seamless. and sole performance <laughs> that, um, that, uh, that, that turned that game and, pro- and proved to be the difference. So, um, uh, so that'll be memorable. But, and I feel like I've said this before, <laughs> Probably, yeah. the one thing about Collingwood, is, as much as I respect and appreciate exactly what they did and they went so damn close... Fuck them. They, <laughs> they kicked 11 goals for the game. They kicked 11 goals for the game, but they kicked five in 15 minutes in the first quarter and, and two, they, and two in quarter. 45 seconds at the start of the last yeah. quarter. So really, for three and a half quarters, they kicked four goals. For three and, and a half quarters, it, they played like us. Well, yeah, very much so. Very much they so. They didn't concede 30 goals. <laughs> <laughs> so, they played like us last year. So, so I guess all I was saying was uh, as tight a game as it was and as memorable as it as it will be, um, if West Coast take care of business when they had the opportunities to, uh, it's a six-goal win. You mentioned uh, in the earlier record, um, <laughs> Dom yeah, Sheets, stiff. Run. Well, I backed him at $31, Sean, and uh, when he kicked the winning goal, I thought, I think I'm over the line here. They do not win the game without him oh, in the first half. No doubt. Something no. tells me you'd love to see that footage of, uh, you know, from the crowd. Just <laughs> mention hear, it again, babe. Come on. Let's back over it. No, I'm not going to mention it. I just wanted, I wanted the response. Like, when you kick the goal that wins the grand final, you go to your teammates, and he went straight to the crowd, and there's all these... There's chaos with all the Collingwood supporters hanging over the edge as he's taken the mark and gone back to take the shot. What was said at the time, I can I could only imagine. You know what my reaction in the box would have been? Like sometimes, you know, you, you, I've always said that I'd be unbelievable value on the coach cam, <laughs> like sitting there. You know, like some coaches, Ross Lyon doesn't give you a lot. Like he's relatively impassive. Occasionally he'll do something as Fabian's just chewing his pen like Ross does. Very usually pretty calm. Adam Simpson's a bit like that. Occasionally, he can be a bit more de- demonstrative. Oh man, it'd be a fucking roller coaster. The Scott watching, brothers. Oh, watching me. People think Mick used to lose his mind. That famous game against Collingwood, I think it was at the MCG. Was it a yeah, final? I, um, or was it the Bulldogs? West Coast game Saturday night. I think it might have been ninety nine. And he was just like, he was just he going emotionally. He was going spent. ballistic. And yeah. then at the end of the game, he was a like a just. A ruin of a man. He was exhausted. David, David Parker doing that. Oh, ones. I'd be in the box. <laughs> not, not good on pod. <laughs> Looks great. I'd be, I'd be in the box. I'd just Dom Shee kicks the goal, puts him in front. You would have done a Chris Scott. I would no. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't have even gone like ballistic. I would have just gone fuck off. I oh, you were Buckley. I would have gone. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. He's just kicked the best goal ever in a grand final. You've seen the to put him in front. Bucks against Adelaide, where he slams the desk. In the coach's box. Yeah, yeah. 
and Robert Harvey just is refraining from laughing. And then two minutes later, Buckley looks at, at Robert Harvey and goes, Geez, these bloody benches are hard. <laughs> he's, hurt, he's hurt his hand. Well, that's what LeBron did in the NBA finals, didn't he? Uh, yeah, after, after game, game one. one did he supposedly break supposedly. a finger or a knuckle or something? He bust his hand, I think he did. Query, why is Chris Scott allowed to barrack? And Brett Ratton never was. No. Because Geelong don't sell newspapers. Yeah. Basically, Geelong don't sell newspapers. That's not discrediting. And, and Carlton is detested by the media yep. and any opportunity to, to lay the boots. I, in, I lived take through it. this. I lived through this when I was when I was younger, and and we we were not a bad team in the mid to late nineties. And Collingwood were an awful team. They were the butt of the jokes in the media for five or six years, mm-hmm. and people lapped it up. And Richmond went through it as well. You know, in the latter part, though, for thirty years, they're just the butt of the joke. Yep. And at the moment, Carlton is the butt of the joke. Yep. Oh, how bad are they? They're terrible. Oh, yeah, they're rubbish. So one of the reasons why we weren't good enough is because our coach is a fan. Yeah. It didn't really make any sense, but that's the narrative they spin. And yet the reality is if you wanted to be supportive of it, you'd say, here is a guy who's gone, you know, laboured on the field. He's Skin been a, in the game, man. Best and fairest winner in a premiership side, one of the greats of this team, and the guys that he's coaching and mentoring Captain. are doing well and, and having a win, and he's sharing in with it and... If that doesn't get you up and about as a supporter, what does? I certainly look. I I appreciate. Sometimes you want a coach to be a little bit more dispassionate and a little bit maybe the the rationale is that they're thinking clearer. Yeah, because they're more they're unemotional. You get but two minutes ahead, five minutes ahead, perspective, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. you have to have a bit of fucking skin in the game. If you can't enjoy it, why are you doing it? Look at Belichick. Why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. If you watch all the sideline. Cams, you can't even pick when the touchdown scored. He yeah. does not celebrate. He's, he's process driven. He's emotional. Yeah. Mm. Look, they they celebrated um, Ken Hinckley's reaction after one game this year. Yeah, when yeah. they beat uh, Adelaide, wasn't it? Was it was five and zero, and everyone coming back. And <laughs> again, Tim, this is, this is not a it's not a visual medium. The old podcast. It wasn't for the pod. It was for you. <laughs> so is that one. <laughs> we moving on to the grand final? Uh, yes, obviously. In the end, great game. Great game of free. Go straight into the um, grand final marathon if that ever returns to no, television. No, no, it won't, oh. won't return. It's a bit too hard to just a, press play on an old game of football. It is, it's far too difficult to just go down into the archives and pick out six or seven matches and play them. Go to bed and wake up the next morning. I understand. It's difficult. It's fucking tough. Surely the archive is starting to get digi- digitised. Mate, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, but still even, somebody has to press, press mate, play. We didn't even and get, therefore, there lies the problem. press play to... When was the last of Golden Girls and home shopping? When was the last time they did that? Was the season that was? Don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Ripper, Ripper. That was. It's not difficult to when the season starts. Just do it one week at a time. Well, given that you've resigned from Box Hill Hawks and you've got a capability in the AV world, why don't you do shit like that? Mate, I could. But we announcing your 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 oh yeah, you can announce it if you want. We're going to keep it on on, on the download. Do you know where? I don't know where it's going. Oh shit. Do the honest Fab, you can do it. Um, is it the media manager? No, not that high. Media coordinator? That's at the level, yep. Sean is the media coordinator for the uh, Melbourne Victory. Excellent. Melbourne Victory, I yeah. was hoping it was the Carlton Football Club, but Melbourne Victory, very baby, good. Baby steps. Congratulations. Thank you, Timbo. Uh, yeah, start on Monday. Looking forward to it. Starts Beautiful. So now um, now that I'm you know, obviously separated, we can talk a lot more in depth about the Box Hill Hawks. <laughs> All um, we can say about Australia Post and less about uh, <laughs> less about uh, the Melbourne Victory. So is that a full time gig? It is a full time gig. So you're giving up the riding the bicycle and I have tomorrow's the last day. 
Oh, Lance. Are you going to shed a tear? No. Yeah. I'll be fucking fist pumping on the way back to the depot. <laughs> like he's won the Tour de France. Yeah, no, we'll be. You'll <laughs> be cycling with a glass of champagne. I'll be like... <laughs> On the Champs Elysees, as I ride, ride, into Paris. As, I ride down, as I ride down Forster Road, can you just do with the yellow shirt on just to humour me and the shirt's almost take a photo of it? Like the shirt's the shirt's almost yellow. Well, this is true. Oh, fuck, this I might have true. to. I might have to do that as a fucking social okay, post. That's I'm, a ripper. I'm just going to try and arrange other cyclists to go past you and just, <laughs> just salute you as you're going. I might have to. I'm, I'm going to take a, a wine flute with me to work tomorrow. This is a bit of a social gag. Beautiful. I reckon I like that. I yeah. hope you get a parting gift. No, no, they won't give me a party gift. If anything, no, I'm, I'm talking about the dogs coming out and giving you one good, one more. <laughs> good yeah. fucking, on the there's one, well. there's one dog at 67. I don't mean to speak out of turn here and go all Michael Vick on us, but there's one dog at 67. Albert is that the one fucking, who took a bit of flesh? No, that's at uh, eight mummery. The one at 67. Albert's a fucking nutbag. The dog's psychotic. If it comes at me, I'll punch it in the face. <laughs> Just and on topic, um, we adopted a greyhound. Oh, have you been listening to the ads on SEN about them being a great companion? No, Harry. Oh. His name's Harry. The lady on SEN who does all the ads says it's a great companion. They're a lovely dog. They... They walk for 20 minutes is all they can do. That's apparently, all the endurance they've got. And then they sleep for 20 yeah, hours afterwards. I've they've got zero that. endurance. I've it's a little that, bit like me. I've heard that they're unbelievably <laughs> they're lazy. Fast. Yeah, they are. They're real fast. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 my calves don't stand up to that sort of pace. Those fast twitch fibers. <laughs> um, uh, but awesome dog. I've, I've awesome heard dog. that. My yeah. uncle... No, my, my uh, one is. Not in general. My yeah, uncle uh, used to have used to race greyhounds. He had a greyhound yeah. named Mr. Bordeaux. That was its act. That was its racing name. It was its non de plume. And um, I just remember it at Nan and Pars. It was at Nan and Pars. It yeah, just like it would sleep every time you'd go there. It was it was asleep. That's all they do. Well, not all, but largely. Crazy. But yeah, anyway. So little. And hopefully, win races. Hopefully. Well, ours never raced. So he he did have a racing name, but he never oh, so raced. You bought a dog for, for home. Yeah. Was this mentioned and I've just not like, zoned out? Well, no, he didn't oh, mention you're it. You're too busy riding one. on the back of a pie wrapper, from what I can see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, not good on pod. Uh, yeah. All right, where are we moving to? Gonna, now? I reckon I'm going to go AFL rule changes announced today. We'll yes. go through a quick list of the there? nine. nine? Okay. We'll go through a quick list here. Yep. Um, six, six, and six at centre bounces. Dog shit. Terrible. And it doesn't matter because if I want to protect the lead, the two wingers will just stand on the nearest point of the square. Well, because they have to be on the side, but they'll be on the point of the square. They'll be on the point of the square. Part that they've got wrong is where they say six players have to be inside forward or defensive 50 and one inside the square. And they've said this, um, as per traditional setups, center half forward and half forward flankers is never never inside inside the 50. 50. They're on the edge of the square. Yeah. They'll just stand as. Close to the line as they're allowed. Then on the line. Yeah, so I don't think that'll have too much of a, an effect ultimately. Uh, kick-ins: the players can just run out of the goal square a little bit like Scott Camparelli did on a Friday night. I remember that vividly. That was about fucking seventeen years ago. Yeah. Um, he also, I think he did it. He did it. He just ran out of the goal square and, and no one noticed, and he ran off. And then about fifteen minutes later, he kicked it to himself, ran out of the goal square, but ran about forty meters. And then the umpire was like, Scott, Scott, buddy. So the man on the mark will be 10 metres out? No, 10 metres out in front? Yeah, like, the, so no, the man on the mark is 5 ten, from the edge of the square is 10? Yeah, the man on the mark is 10 metres from the goal square. Okay, so as soon as you cross that line, he can come at you. Yeah, and so there's... The only there's, purpose of the goal square... There's is, almost like a little arc, if you imagine, a little invisible arc that yeah. will cross that, that mark, yeah. and no one can be inside that arc. So, oh, look, I don't mind that. I don't understand. We've said this. I might have said this on pod. Just put a dot. 
Oh, totally. Just put a dot on the ground. That's the mark. Well, if you don't, you, you, there's no, there's no reason. The only reason now for a square is for um, the rush behind. Well, the rush, yeah, and a bit you, of geography. And if you knock the ball through out of a yeah, like a, a ball up, but if you do that anywhere, you, no, it's still and also where you mark the football and where you get a line, you go straight up. This is yep, a good sense of geography. Yeah. Um, and then marks you can and kicks. The ground, you know, you're saying put a spot, and people are worried about aesthetically how it looks. Paint it green. And it really doesn't stand out that way. Yeah. No, I agree. Just put a little dot on the ground and that's the mark yeah. from kick-ins, from everything. Yeah. Uh, when defenders mark or receive a free kick within nine metres of their own goal, thus the goal square, the mar- man and the marker will be brought out to that top that of the goal square. Yeah. Uh, runners are only allowed on the playing surface after a goal has been kicked and must exit before play restarts. So fucking, if you're on the, op- if you're the opposite side of the wing, you're in trouble. Well, no, they don't yeah. have a gate. They can go off anywhere, can't they? I hope so. Otherwise, they are stuck. But how do they get back on? They're going to run all the way around. You, you, going to run all you're going to end around. up having um, 800 metre runners uh, employed by AFL Surely clubs. They can to just come on and off. Why don't they just give the message to the players that are going on and off? Yeah, good point. Caleb Marchbank, we've got a message for Lockie Plowman in defence. You're coming <laughs> on, just take it on. Get in the game, Lockie. Like, it's pretty fucking simple. Jeez, don't give Lockie a clip. Come on. Yeah, but I, think, I, I reckon, I don't know if you can. can we said he was hiding. On? Do they have to go through the gates? Yes. Or the runners. Hmm. Oh, the players have to. Don't know about the runners. The runners may just be able to run off the bench and run on, but I th- I, something tells me they have to exit through the gates, but they yeah, shouldn't have to. Well, as you say, what what's the point? It of doesn't that? matter. I mean, they say they now have two runners, and only one runner can be on the ground at any one time. Yeah. So maybe if you go through the interchange gates, I'm that's saying, how why the can't steward you uh, go around the boundary. Say you got to deliver a message to Ben yeah. Timbo. Why forward. can't you talk into the microphone all the way? Am I not talking into the microphone? Really. You're talking to me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is that better, Sean? I'm a dulcet tone. That's now. much now, better. Now you're actually you're actually registering. Doesn't oh. sound like you're in the lift cavity like you were a couple of weeks ago. Um, fifty meter penalties. Keanu Reeves style. <laughs> player will be able to play on while the fifty meters is being measured out. I'm pretty sure they could do that anyway. I've seen that done before. <laughs> I've seen that done many a time. Um, kicking for goal after the siren. A player has been awarded a mark or free kick. Once play has ended, will now be able to kick across their body. Rubbish rule. Using a snap or check side, but the Kick must Fine. be in line Why? with the man on mark and man on the mark you and the goal. You can't come off. It. It's just one of those anomalies uh, that's good about our game. You can't come off the line. I don't mind it. Uh, to be well, honest, you, you can address the ball however you want, so long as you're not gaining an advantage by running around. So the buddy arc is permitted. You can't say, "Oh, you're playing on because you've got a buddy arc." Or you say, if you're kicking from the point post, I don't mind the idea that there's almost like a ninety degree that you can run out on a bit of an angle. Because that's how you would yeah, normally you can run kick out, but you can't improve your angle. So you just have to start. If you're going to, if you're well, going to take, you if you're going to take four steps, five steps, you got to be five steps back from where you're going to make contact from, in line with the mark to be able to kick your goal. You can't stand there and take a further five steps out, therefore opening up the goals. No, no. When what, time what it's going to be, you'll have between the point in the middle of the goals, yeah, to where the defender is. So that that straight line, yeah. You, got to you kick can come off that, yeah, yeah. but as you approach it, you, can't, you, hit you it. can't cross. You can't, you've got to hit it before you cross that line. you got to hit it on the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't. I don't mind that. Yep. That's fair. Uh, You're like, not gaining an advantage, but you can kick it however you want. I like this one. Hands in the back is gone. Thank God. Thank God. It's always been push in the back. Yeah, well, and, and you, you say, oh, push. the interpretation is now you can put your hands in your back to protect... But so long as you don't push, That's it's fine. not a push in the back. And it's like, no shit. Did we yes. need to get told that? Right. I remember when this rule came in, I reckon Wayne Carey it was. Because yeah. he was obviously the, the king, so to speak, of you just for distance, you'd put your yeah. hand out 
just to go, there's the defender backing into me. Yep. It's a touch. It's well, a touch. Yeah. It's not a push. He goes, if it's a push, if you push them, it's a push in the back. Yeah, it's you protecting your space. It's you knowing he where goes, the ball's going to land and I'm not letting you in here. It's this not is pushing you out of the contest. always been the rule. It's not letting you in it. One of our blokes taken mark against Ryan Houlihan. Is that on Mark McVeigh? Yep. I remember it vividly. Didn't Worst decision I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember Jordan Russell getting done in the goal square against Collingwood, uh, hands in the back, Jared Blair. Jared Blair was just backing into him, yeah. and Russell put his hand out like he goes, oh, this guy's like running into me? Yeah. And Russell just put his hand out and then put his hand marked, and the umpire gave a free kick to Blair, goal square goal, and even Jared Blair was laughing. Yeah, even he was like, umpire. oh, my God. Even well, and that's the thing. An umpire's allowed to make a mistake too. Fair play to Jared yeah, Blair. I vividly re- that. I vividly yeah. remember Blair being like embarrassed. You know, I like, love but, this, but do you remember when Mitch – Got hold of the ball and then ploughed his head into Dustin Fletcher's yep. bread basket. Yep. And then Fletcher got caught for too high. Yep. I was like, yep. come on. Yeah, that, that's just. I'll take that every day of the it, week. It's but, poor umpiring. Oh, my it's Lord. It's poor umpiring. Yep. Next, next rule. A ruckman who takes direct possession of the ball from a bounce throw up or boundary throwing will no longer be regarded as having had prior opportunity. I reckon that's terrible. Well, it's Matthew Primus has been retired for long enough, so therefore we can bring him back. Okay, that's so shocking. I love it. that rule. I love the rule where they said, yeah, you can take the ball out of the ruck. Yep. If you're tackled, yeah. holding the ball. You're gone. I reckon no, that's a terrible I, I think, change. I, I like the original rule or the, the new original or former rule where if you do it's get like tackled, the new adventures the of Winnie the Pooh. Had prior, but none of this, when they first introduced it, it was Timbo grabbed it, I tackled him, they blew a whistle. That's fair now, enough. Timbo can break the tackle. Yeah. Like, give him... So you don't have prior opportunity. No but, the prior oppo- no, but the prior opportunity is no one else can go for the ball. So you know no one else can go for if the ball. If they got rid of Ruckman nominations, please tell me. Yes. Well, not really. Uh, where they're, there is uncertainty. If, if there's uncertainty. So when Sean Grigg is lining up and they go, who the fuck is the Ruckman on this team going up against Max Gorn, then they're going to say, is it you, Sean Grigg? You know, are you really So Ruckman? you still have to nominate. If it's not clear. That doesn't make any sense. If three people go up, penalise a team that has two people I, going I agree up. with that. I agree with that. But Why do we make it so complex? But the other ruckman needs to know who he's rucking against. Yeah. And then the umpires need to know who's who so they can adjudicate one way or another. Like if it's you and you and Tim are the ruckman. It says when there is I uncertainty approach. over... When... Somebody's calling me. When there is uncertainty <laughs> over who dad? is the... De- no, it's not. The designated ruckman, the ruckman for each team will still be required to nominate to the field umpire. Okay, so basically no change in the rule. No great change. But oh, like I said, just with the taking the ball out of the ruck, I, I really like that rule. I really like the rule to say, you've got first crack at this ball. If you decide to take it out of the ruck, then it's on you to get rid of it. I think this rule change is probably coming because of the Sean Griggs of the world where ruckmen are finding themselves going up against no one. It's a way to punish the team that's not having a dead set crack at the contest. Yeah. Play two Ruckman. Well, it's not even play two Ruckman, but it's just say, which is weird because that's that team's prerogative. If they don't want to play a Ruck up against Max Gorn or whoever it is, mm. then wear it. Yeah. But sure. anyway, um, before we get on to AFL Trade Week, a little bit is of good news. Yeah, it's nine of them, yeah. Before we get on to AFL Trade Week, uh, Carlton announced co captains first time in the club's history. No great surprise. They couldn't split them, so they went for both of them. No um, I would have liked one or the other. I'm a bit of a traditionalist in that sense. But if it's one, it's Cripps, and Doherty misses out, and he pretty much only misses out because he's done an ACL, and he's a diehard Carlton supporter that's left Brisbane to say, I want to play at the the, the club that I love. Them, the he's breaks. always said, yeah, I know, but he's he's desperate to do it. It's, it's one of the th- things that he's absolutely <coughs> a bucket list item, wants to be a part of it. 
give well, him a shot. Well, fucking him. If they're handing out bucket list items, I wanted to play for the Blues. So is it, can I? Am I going to get a spot on the list? Yeah, he's also all Australian last year when last time he played a game don't, of football, so he qualifies. Don't for one second think I don't think Sam Doherty's magnificent. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm I just like the just point, having, You're not all Australian. I just like having one <laughs> captain. Yeah, yeah. I've said this on pod. It might have been in the Alex Billen era that um, I liked what the Yankees do. I love that. But no AFL club would ever adopt Conceded it. Conceded 14 now. runs at home. Yeah, in the 16, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. The idea yeah, being I'm that – we'll touch on that later on. Yeah, but the idea that the Yankees – the Yankees could go decades without having a captain because the idea is it's like the fucking – it's like Excalibur. It's this idea that if we don't have anyone that's worthy, the Yankees' captain, we don't have a captain. Wow. This idea goes – so you think about – like they went – I reckon they might have gone 25 odd years at one point. They didn't have a captain. Who was old mate that played at shortstop? shortstop? Derek Jeter. Well, he wasn't worthy? Well, they had, like, offensive captains. But they had, like, offensive captain or the defensive captain, for example. But just not the captain. But then have club captain is Tim Davis, whoever it was. Justified. I love that idea. I love the idea of saying we're, we're too far gone with it. It's like clash kits in the AFL. We're too far gone um, sort of the environment of the game and the culture of the game. It has gone so far beyond that. Like, we can't even change the fucking Guernsey. It's like, had we done it 50 years ago, we'd be acclimatised to it now. Little tweaks, yep. little changes. It's still a Carlton Guernsey, but it's just a little bit different every so often. Yep. But this is the same sort of idea for me. I love it, but no, love it. Love it. Love it. Shout out to Kevin Keegan. But I got no reaction from you two with my little Well, Kevin it's Keegan. a little bit harder on a text yeah. to be able to get your pronunciation right. I actually gave the footage in which it says, love it. Anyway. They've got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And I would love it, love it, if we beat them to this title. One of the great meltdowns of all time. Yeah. Um, By him and his team. Who? By him and his team. Yeah. Ten points? Can't recall. But anyway. We've lost him. Doherty and uh, and Cripps, Carlton captains. Yep. A little bit of, uh, which I think there's a, a good mix there. They're two different sort of players. So it's not like you're getting, it's not like you're just doubling up for the sake yeah, of doubling it's a bit up. Of yin and yang. Yeah, yep. I think you get a bit of, yeah. I'm just thinking Kelly's going to kill us because we didn't do a like a cold open. No, we did on the one that got deleted. We yeah. did. Yeah, we Kelly, spoke about. Sorry, Kel. Shout out to Kel. Shout, Shout out, out to Kelly. Kel. She'll have to go. We did a. No, it wasn't bad actually. We spoke a bit about Aladdin came up and Ted came up and Fabian was watching Ted on the trust screen. Trust us, it was humorous, Kel. It <laughs> trust us. You just have to bear with us. It was great. Um, AFL Trade Week hotting up slowly. But getting more and more interesting. Not a, not a lot has happened. Uh, not as far as in black and white. Yeah, but, but a lot there's, is, there's, is there's bubbling lot simmering along. below the surface. How yeah. have you recovered, Fabian? I just want to touch base with you. You fucking lost the plot on no, Tuesday. It was all, an, all, all a ruse. Oh, was it just? Tim, did you buy that? Well, the 60 text messages that I got says that he was a little bit... Um, you fucking lost it, mate. In, We're going to go through. Let's go through. Let's go through and have a look a at ruse, some of Fabian's I will work. Go, I will give Tim my phone. To another chat room where it's quite obvious that it was a ruse. Well, I'm happy for you to divulge that just to clear your name. Ah, General Banks. Well, needless to say, while everybody else is checking their devices, um, this week Dylan Scheel, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, ended up uh, electing to go to Essendon, which when you're told that he's a lifelong Carlton supporter, to me just sits extremely poorly uh, with me. And he's also taken, um, if we're... If, 
if what we're be- are led to believe is true, has taken the least money out like of the mo- four oh, offers to be able to take what it. What a Mother Teresa act. He's still getting paid $1 million plus. Yeah, well, yeah, do you reckon? They yeah. all say that's about eight hundred, but no, that, or, or it, Either way, ended. it's good money. But, yeah, oh, look, there's, there's elements to it. I mean... Look, if he'd come to Carlton, I'd be wrapped because I, we think, need this, I think he can play. We need this on the record. Dylan Schiller is a terrific player yep. and he would have made Carlton a better, better team. Not yep. a problem in the world conceding that. This isn't us going, oh, we didn't need him anyway. Acquiring him is not the not – sorry, missing out on him isn't the end of the world. No, and acquiring not. him wasn't going to be the cherry on top. No, he wasn't going to be the messiah. And, and as I've said to Fabian, I'm a, I am a massive Dylan Schiller yep. fan. But three years ago, I thought – in three years' time, he'll be the best player in the competition, and he's not. And in fact, I would—I know he was All Australian last year, mm. but I would say I don't think he's improved in three years. I think what you saw then is what you've got now, and which is still a very good football. Which is still very a good very player. good footballer, and I'd love him at Carlton. I don't think he would have been worth one point two million dollars, nope. but I think the credibility that it would have given our football club to have landed a big fish like that would have been great. That's what I think. The and emotions. I don't want to be in North Melbourne. The emotion stems from. It was missing Essendon. out. Yeah, it was missing out, but missing and you're out. Going, to oh, we too. missed out. Oh, we missed out, mate. Look, I look at it and think, and I sit there and go, would have been great to get him. We don't get him. We move on. I said in a text. I said it on the Printercast Twitter. Check us out. That we're going to go past Essendon so quickly we get whiplash. No, I'm not yeah. worried about it. I always in said, the long term. If we're the choice of two out of or choice of one rather out of the two, being Shield and Setterfield. Setterfield is the one that I wanted. So when he announced he wanted to be traded to Carlton, I was ecstatic. I'm happy to commit to kids. Yeah, yep. We, we, we've we owned it. We've gone at it for three years, starting at the 2015 draft. Yep. And I'm happy just to own this idea. A little bit more short-term pain. Yep. To get a group of guys that are basically the same age. We've got no unbelievable standout on that ludicrous cash. We've clearly got $1.2 in the bank. Yep. If we want to go back and have a go at Cornelio, Kelly, whoever it might be. So it's not all doom and gloom. Glass half full. Would have been great to get him. It makes us better next year. We don't. We move on. I reckon we'll be just fine with Walsh comes in the door. So we keep pick one we keep and we pick take one. Walsh. Set a field. Like, as a prediction, you yeah. know, we've got six days before yep. this all lands. There's a little bit of talk going around that we might try to move depending on what Port and what Adelaide can do. So if, if Port or Adelaide get themselves into the top three, they're not doing it to take Walsh. Correct. So we do a draft day, we do a Vontae Mac, and we trade one for two or three, knowing that Walsh will still be there. The Adelaide teams only want Lukosius, Rankin, etc., and we get something a little bit on the way back. I reckon that's dangerous. I think we just take the guy we want. Walsh comes in, looks like a terrific player. Joins Dow. Dow has gone so I laugh. I laugh when people talk about on the radio about Paddy Dow having Oh yeah, he had a fair year. Paddy Dow, as the year went on, got fucking better, better, and, better. and better and better. He's gonna be fucking brilliant. My comment to Fabian this morning was was would Paddy Dow's first year have been as good as Dylan Shields' first year? And I'd argue yes. Mm-hmm. Towards towards his his work toward the back end of the year was fantastic. You're right. He improved as he went on. He started Fine. Yeah, he looked like a guy that you know could handle the pace. Um, Lockie O'Brien didn't. Lockie O'Brien didn't handle the pace early, mm. and I thought good. I thought he may take a couple of years, mm. and then by about round ten, it's sort of like this kid's got it, and he just got better and better, and he was sprinting to the line. By he the end of the he's season. got he's one of those guys. People say it, it's a bit of a a cop out, isn't it? But he has got that beautiful left foot, just turns in board, yep. hits targets. 
he runs fuss. and carries oh. so well. Like I mean, you, you look at him and you, you don't want to you don't want to ruin a guy and his reputation, but. When you watched a Rowan Smith at his best mm. and the way that he'd charge off the half-back line and really cover ground yep. and really bang the ball long into the forward line, he was a right footer. But Lockie O'Brien doing it on his left, there's there's a real – I've never actually even thought that until just now. I this just is thought, a guy, who is the footballer? And I thought, that's him. This is so, a guy who's 19 years old yeah. and was running out games magnificently, running out a really tough first year magnificently, and he will just get bigger, better, fitter, stronger. Like he, He's a guy I think we can be really pleased with. But – just before we close the book on Shield, look, he'll be a good get for Essendon. He will absolutely make Essendon better. Carlton fans who are disappointed to have missed out, I, I, look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sort of you know losing the plot like Fabian did on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Fabian is still with us. He's just sulking in the corner. I'm not sulking. I'm listening to some great analysis. Um, but yeah, look, we'll we'll move Tim's on. Basically saying, as I said to Fabian this morning, as I said to Fabian this morning, I don't think I need to <laughs> prove that it was said. Fabian and I just just a bit of context. Fabian Do- and I aren't speaking via phone at the moment. No, we aren't speaking via. Fabian used to ring me two or three times a day just to chew the fat. And I jokingly reached out to Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. Uh, jokingly reached out to Kelly to say, is Fabian okay? I haven't heard from you in eight hours. Is he all right? And then Fabian was like, fuck him. Fuck him. I'm not talking to him anymore. Fuck, I won't call him anymore. And have I since? You called me today. No, no. I'll let the phone ring. You called me today. You called no, me twice. I knew you were in the cinema. No, I didn't, wasn't I in the you cinema. You would be in the cinema. You called me twice. Why did you call me twice? He missed you. Called and hung up, called and hung up. No, you didn't call and hung up. You called, you rung five or six times. That's not a call and hang Maybe up. Maybe I'll butt dialed. Can we talk Andrew Russell? Good get, apparently. Peter Russell Clark. Andrew Russell. Brother of Jordan Russell. <laughs> uh, look, Brother wide, wide, <laughs> widely held belief that he is the best fitness nephew guy of, in ne- the industry. So <laughs> Nephew of Kurt Russell. Can I, can I play? I'm... Really happy with where we're sitting this off season. Don't don't. Oh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab your meltdown on Tuesday. My meltdown was a ruse. Bullshit. Um, oh, I've got messages in the. Uh, you said call me in 2030. It was 2030. a ruse. Um, you said you I'm, took it hook, line, and sinker. I was disappointed we didn't get shield, but I never wanted to obtain shield. And I told this to Tim this morning. Never wanted to obtain shield. Without, so it wasn't. It's shield or pick one. That's what GWS gave us the ultimate. It was never going to happen. Yeah. And who's that? Tony. Tony, call back, Tony. Dad, we're doing the podcast, mate. Bye. Okay. Say say hello. Oh no, no he's gone. He did he's, a Fabian. He's given us. He's given us nothing. Oh, yeah. bye. The multimedia megastar says no more. No. <laughs> he's like, no, you took the piss out of me last time. <laughs> Did we? What about? Hang on. Just in general. Oh, okay. Sorry, Tony. No, I'll say to Tim that I don't want. To me, it's Sam Sam Walsh and Dylan Shield would have been phenomenal. That's what we need. That's what we needed, though. It's not one or the other. Yeah, that's so what teams need. If, if we have to choose one or the other, we definitely choose. And I'm supportive of the Sam Walsh. This is the other thing. Unless, as Sos keeps saying, unless someone's going to come in and pay. Overs. My dad just emailed me. Hello, are you at work? Yes, technically. This is the other thing, though. So GWS, quite understandably, want two first-round picks. That's what they wanted and got for Trelaw. That's what they want and will get for Shield. Two first-round picks for Carlton is worth so much more yeah. than two first-round picks from Essendon, two first-round picks from Hawthorne. Yeah, but 
two first round picks when one of them is pick one. That's what I mean, though. So is, is overs. So two first round picks. If they want pick nine and Essendon's first pick next year, which will be what will be between A teens, 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 twelve to nine ish, fourteen Tre- to nine ish. Trelaw was two pick sevens. Pick seven is worth one thousand six hundred and forty four points. Pick seven though was Collingwood thought they were going up the ladder. Oh, they did. They had yeah. a horrible year. But either way, ultimately, that's 3,288 points. Pick one. Pick one is 3,000. Yeah, and, 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 and if this year is a banner year, as, as they seem to think that it is, a pick one in a banner year is probably worth more than 3,000. Timbo yeah. gets Timbo loves the point systems. Oh. Timbo loves the points. But I find, I'm a black, I've, I'm a black come, and white I've, engineer. I've, I've come, I love it. I've come around to if someone like a Lukosha, sort of Sam Walsh, is this once Got to in take a generation em. player. Yes, they're taking it one. You have to take which, them. In that system, they are worth 3,000 points. Yeah. But if they are once in a generation, you want pick one, it's going to cost you more than 3,000 points. Correct. And that's what I've always sort of said is we're sitting on a, uh, a gold mine here and if somebody wants if somebody wants it, they've, they've, got to, they've got to give us something worthwhile. And in my opinion, I'm moving pick one for one player and one player only. If Josh Kelly. That's Josh Kelly. If it wasn't two South Australian boys, I reckon we could do I reckon Port are going to get to two and three. I think I think they'll get to two or three. I don't think, I think they, they won't get, get to both. both. They won't get to both. I think Gold Coast are wanting to load up. I don't think they want to take two potential wantaways. You know what it is though with Gold Coast? It doesn't matter who they take. Like this sounds terrible. It's something to be Johnny Raincloud, Gold Coast, but <laughs> it doesn't matter who you take. Peg Raincloud doesn't doesn't matter. Because we'll, we'll put it this way: pick two, pick three. They're saying I take Lacocious and Rankin. Mm. Two they went, South they Australian went, boys. They went to the same school. That's my like, point. Like if you take one. What are the chances that after two years they're saying, "I hey, mate, request high. a trade to Adelaide with me or high. put Adelaide with me? Real high. Yeah. I reckon, to be honest with you, I don't reckon it matters who they take. I think that in two, three years' time, they're back, they're gone. Gold and that's Coast- why I think Gold Coast just need to play it smart and as good as it is, I think they just maximise the out, the out, the output. If they can, if they can make Adelaide and Port both play o- pay overs, I think that's the best way to go. Two or three, think- and, and and a two is worth twenty five hundred, but say it's worth three thousand, twenty two hundred, it's worth three thousand as well. You know the best. I, I did the math, and who and whoever does the deal first gets picked two, yeah. and you get to choose Lacosha ahead the, of ranking. I think the best way to do it is you've just touched on there. If, if Gold Coast are going to move two and three, the what? Well, I'll say the, the best. The best way to do it is to split them. Yeah, is to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll sell two and three, but they're looking to get both. A, a team is is angling to try and get both, and, no. and and they're accumulating the points to be able to get it. But as you said on your text today, mm-hmm. why do Gold Coast do it? Yeah. If Gold Coast is smart, they're going to say you overpay for two. Yep. You overpay for three, and then if we want to be a little smart ass and try and sort of get something in between, because the reality is, if you want Lacocious, let's say Adelaide get two. And Port do the deal, but only get three. Well, we say to Port, we'll say, "Well, you give you one if we get three. Yep. This is, you, this. You've just got to be prepared for Adelaide to say Rankin is their second best player, and we're taking him, and not say, "Well, fuck you, Carlton." I think they would. We're taking Sam Walsh. I think they would. I reckon they would too. Justin Reed hates us yep. with a passion, and then he'd say, "Well, you take." Yeah, but Rankin. Justin Reed wouldn't do that deal to get to pick one just to take Sam Walsh. No, but we're saying let Port get to pick one. Adelaide will have pick two. So Adelaide has pick two. Port has pick three. We do the deal with Port Adelaide for them to move to one. To screw them. To, well. Better make those first two picks the most nerve-wracking. Honestly, and Sean and I have said, Sean said it longer than I have, and I've seen evidence to suggest this. Sam Walsh is our man, but Isaac Rankin looks oh, good. He looks good. Do you build your team around a small forward, though? 
I think he's more than that long. I think term. he's electrifying, and he will play midfield, mm. but he's not going to be Peter Matera midfield. Yeah, but hold on, if we're selling, he's going to be Charlie. Only, Cam- he's going to be a good Charlie. Yeah, but an, we wouldn't uh, be getting just Isaac Rankin. We'd be getting something else. Pick one is worth more than just getting pick three. Oh, yeah, I, I like the idea, but there has to be ironclad certainty that the man we want will be there at three. So like what Fremantle did when they traded one is that they knew that Pollack, the man that they wanted, would was going to be at four. Yeah. They knew that Pollack yeah. would be at four. So that's I, what think, I think of Pollack every single time. You I see, see a tram. Tram with the rhino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was after they, that, that was after they played us. He was playing for Richmond at the time. We smashed him. And then that night he got hit by a tram walking across the road. Yeah, Picks 8, 13, 16 are held by Adelaide. They equate to 3,830 points. So clearly can get into two or three. I, just, I reckon if I'm Gold Coast, though, I'm, I reckon I'm just going, nah. Man, picks five and seven is 3,522 points. Five and seven is far more alluring. But I reckon you go eight and 13. Eight and 13 is 27.63. Pick two. Jack Lacocious. I reckon it's three. I reckon, I reckon Port's five and seven is... Port's five and seven's two. But they don't have seven yet. They will. Chad Wingard's They have six and ten, which is thirty-one forty-six. Where's six going? Why don't they have five? Or is five becoming six? No, no, they've got six. Yeah, but five. They got six today. Wingard is supposedly being traded to Western Bulldogs. They hold pick seven. So what's five? No, no, no one has five. Oh, so it's six. It's six and seven. Oh, mate, oh, mate, with the ruse again. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. six and seven, and they've got ten, which is their pick or North's pick. 10 is their pick. 11, they used in the trade to get up to six today. See, I, I would, so I would take... six and oh, a future third to, rounder for like 11, Frio. 23, 35 and 49 or something. If I'm yeah. Gold Coast, I'm doing three for six and seven tomorrow. Yeah. And Frio's done that trade to be able to get a later I pick to be able to do the uh, Rory Lobb trade. Yeah. Because sitting on pick six doesn't help them get Rory Lobb. So you're saying that the, the Gold Coast would then have two, six and seven? Would Adelaide give up two top six or top seven draft picks for a pick three? Not for a pick three, for a pick two, yeah. Well, if this kid is worth it, if this kid is worth it, and they're all. Fabian is sitting next to his microphone. He's not standing in the lift cavity again. <laughs> Mate, Tim sits 45 metres away from his microphone. Never an issue. Yeah, unless I seriously you pivot, my you fucking move, you like move all over the shop. Yeah, you like talking, Bruce McAvaney like, watching Winks. Yeah, you're like extraordinary. <laughs> your dick's you're on pot again, mate. <laughs> uh, for you, Tim. Yeah, so look, oh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, any other major move wise? I mean, Dane Beams. Well, look, the that's Dane a weird Beams one. talk, but look, I don't it, see how Collingwood can get it done. Well, it's a front-ended contract, so they've already paid him more than what service they've given. You know. He's been paid more than the service he's been provided. You know what I wouldn't no, be surprised? So as far as I would the compensation not, back to Brisbane. I would not, That's what I'm saying. So Brisbane are going to want what he's worth plus compensation for what yeah, they've overpaid. I would not be surprised if the AFL introduced something to that effect. They sit there and go, It's a salary cap It's transfer. a salary cap tra- in terms of, yeah, yeah, okay, Dane, you can, but you actually owe the Brisbane Lions Pay him back the balance. The 600 grand that you, you owe. Someone owes the Brisbane Lions the balance of that contract. Yeah. Which to me, if you're so acquiring, it has to be part of your total contract. You're on payments. $1 million over five years. But you get six hundred thousand of it in the first two years. So you got to pay the six hundred grand back. You got to pay the, the balance. balance. So if he's had two years to go on his contract, but you extend him to five, then you add one hundred and twenty grand a year, yep. or, or however you want to do it. You've got to pay that back to them. Because we saw it. I'm not saying he did this, but Bryce Gibbs did a, did it a little bit. He was yep. on a front ended contract, yep. so we got the fat part of the contract up front. Yep. And then was like, oh, I want to go. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go, but you actually owe us money. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's absolutely. One part of, it's one part of the whole trading thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if that I reckon they in. do negotiate with that in mind. Well, I, I, think, I think it's just it, when you sit there as a list manager and you're saying, Sean, you want player X and say, look, be advised, he's in the middle of a five-year deal. We front-ended him. We're paying him six hundred grand for you know his last two years combined. Mm-hmm. He owes us absolutely. You know we're paying him nothing now. That's our luxury because we've yep. paid him up front. Now you're wanting to you know uh, scuttle our good hard work, um, take him for nothing. I mean, yes, you'll give me a trade for what he's worth as a player, but we get no compensation for what we've already invested in. So you sit there and go, the the contract is five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep, you were getting seven fifty, seven fifty. Yep. Well. There's still that means that there's a five hundred thousand dollar balance. Yep. So that's we get that back. Get that back, or if the player's worth pick seven, well, you give us pick fifteen to recognise the five hundred grand that was. Yeah. Oh, so I reckon it's the other way. I reckon it's the way that the club sits there and goes, we've put seventy percent, we've paid seventy percent of the cash. Yep. But only he's only served fifty percent of, of the contract. Yeah. Yep. So we want the shortfall. Yeah. You actually have to buy like in, in Spain they do that a little bit where you actually have to buy the contract. You actually it's weird, the Spanish thing's too convoluted. We don't want to borrow that system. But the idea and everyone being, ends up at H and R block. Yeah. But, yeah, no but by the end they go, that's fine, that's fine, you can have him, but we, we get the cash that we've overpaid. Yep. No, I like I look I think there has to be a simpler way of recognising it because you know, everyone's sort of holding one another for ransom now, and you sit there and you go, "It's actually making it harder to move blokes." And I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the the way it's supposed to be. You know, what what we're trying to introduce is you get fair value for your bloke, you move him on, he gets to play where you, where, where you want to play. You've got collateral to then either draft what you want or use it to trade for something that you need as well. And that's that, that that's ultimately what we're looking for. We and- are seeing an extraordinarily worrying push though with guys in contract in contract. Yeah. Look, we've said before, the next iteration of the collective bargaining agreement will be the clubs will get the opportunity to be able to trade players without their approval of no, where they go. There will be clauses, though, where they're like, well, so I, I can put I, a provision I it, in. I think at some point you've got to be able to recognise um, that the player still goes where they want to go. Sorry, Fabian is in the room. He's just watching the bit where Ted's flirting with um, the, the woman. What's her name? Oh, some white trash name. Yeah. Tammy Lynn. Tammy Lynn, yeah. Um, Chastity <laughs> with your stripper, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's an all it's an interesting thing unfolding at the moment. Dane Beams, as we said, we'll br- briefly back over him. Weird. Uh, L- Langdon gets to Sydney, Sydney. We think Tom Langdon is probably the best defender in the game. So that's and a Sydney really good. Only up, <laughs> <laughs> but Sydney giving up pick thirty five for Tom Langdon's good for Sydney. It's it's is better than pick thirty five because he's a known commodity. He's not a first round draft. Well, he's, they're doing kindly a favour. So, I think. so pick thirty five to uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. Uh, Jake Kelly. Jake Kelly to Collingwood. Collingwood. And Tom Langdon the other way. It hasn't yeah. happened yet, but that's what it. That's seemed. the talk. Yeah, yep. that's the talk. Yep. Um, there's talk that we might actually be into Nick Newman at the moment. Is is one that's been uh, mooted. And, uh, and we're obviously into Will Setterfield, so we're looking to get him. And there was one other but, GWS bloke. Yeah, Jeremy Finlayson. Yeah, I don't know much about him. But again, if well, he he was another academy kid. He plays off. If the we half, get another GWS player, he can kick. He's a, can genuinely kick the footy. Who's so. this? Jeremy Finlayson. Oh fucking! No one ever heard of him six weeks ago, and now he's like. Well, no, it was the first six weeks of uh, the Super like, Coach season because he was a rookie that was getting the footy. Um, who else? Rory Lobb. We said we'll get to Freo. 
Uh, Lockie Neal will get to Brisbane. Lockie Neal will get to Brisbane. The million-dollar question is, will Beams leave? I don't think so. Hogan will get to... Hogan will get to Frio. I just feel for Brisbane. And Collar Jasney will get to... Melbourne. Melbourne Melbourne will be laughing. Laughing. I still think they'll be skinny on their forward line. I I think Wiedemann's a good player, but he's not there yet. really a a forward player. Look, he's not, but he's a competitor. He's done well. And he works hard, and he impacts the scoreboard. Yeah. Even though... You know, at times you am not convinced he's a forward, and I think we talked about this as well, but he's a very good backman, but they just don't need him there. Yeah. I think Gold Coast move May if they get five. And that's that's only if they get five. Yeah. Because their their attitude is we want the we want the compensation pick we'd get next year, which would be three, four, five. Yeah. Could be two. Could be two. But we want a top five pick. Yeah. And it's and then that and then if they get a top five pick, then I think they could be prepared to move two and three. Well, then, then you're sort of saying you're getting other picks in behind it as well. Because then they could have five, five six, you get seven. Bailey Smith, you get your midfielder. They could genuinely, they could genuinely have five, six, seven, eight. It's like that Steps song, isn't it? Yes. The boot scooting baby, baby yeah. is driving me crazy. Okay, Tim. All right, I digress. Do we um, want to talk racing? Uh, Tales we, from the punk. Do we want to talk racing? Well, I do. Can I, I ask do. you a question about racing? All right, come on. So that come fucking on. nag winks. One yes. again at the weekend. Yes. That mortadella. Who the fuck, A, who did it beat? And B, what was its times? Don't give me its sectionals bullshit. Why is horse racing the only form of competitive racing in the world in which the clock doesn't matter? Well, it doesn't matter we've because spoken ta- about tactics this. in a race no, We've spoken about this. If, if I wanted to look at the greatest sprinters, 100 metre, 200 metre, 400 metre, 800 yeah. metre, 1500 metres, I just look at the clock and I go, he's the greatest of all time, she's the greatest of all time because their time... Was this? Well, we don't run time trials in horse is, racing is for starters. Case? But is that the case on the on the larger distances in athletics? Well, do you go out and pace yourself? Well, they have pacemakers. Depend- is it, is it yeah. dependent on who's in the field? When they run European Grand Prix events over there, you know, Golden League and all that sort of stuff, they have pacemakers. They have guys that are paid to go out a certain pace to be able to get quality times because it adds credibility to their meeting, so to speak. In a horse race, you've got 12 horses running around. There's a barrier draw that's done at random. Yeah, but the dickheads, put, they put pacemakers in there as well, pace setters. Mm, you're not allowed to. They do. Well, I'm not saying they don't, but you're not. That theoretically you're not allowed you're to. You're saying that racing's... Oh, not on the level? <laughs> Am I suggesting that there's some impropriety <laughs> yes. in the racing industry? Yeah, yeah yep. look, oh, one of those things, I just laugh. I sit there and go, my only question is, say the next guy, whoever the next great 100-metre sprinter is that they come along... Yep. What are they measured against? Well, they're measured against the clock, but they're, the, they're measured against Usain Bolt. Yeah, but Sean, can I? Exp- yeah, they. Wings comes along, yeah, and yeah, no yeah. one's fucking measuring Wings against anything. Greatest right. horse of all time. Can I just tell you one time. thing? When Usain Bolt lines up, he stands in his block, and there are these white lines in front of him. Oh, mate, and he stays inside his white line, and nobody else can get inside the white lines. So when Winx is running and has got horses around it and can get blocked off and he, it, she doesn't get to run exactly the way that she wants to, she's got to do something else. And in the end, Hugh Bowman knows that he is, he is riding on a dead set equine rocket. Let's just, and so she is that fast. Let's just back over can, Hugh Bowman. Well, she can be wherever she wants to be. And she's still quick enough to run everybody so, down, regardless how fast or slow they've gone. At the can start you just of the race. appraise uh, Hugh's performance on the weekend? If you are on said equine rocket, the one place you don't stick your horse is up the asses of all the other horses. Yeah, it's a bad decision. It really isn't hard. 
If the gap gonna... didn't open, if that gap didn't open for him, I thought she was almost fucked. He's <laughs> and 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 the the funny thing is, I got the first four, which paid. Seventy odd dollars. I was very happy with that, oh, but I'd wow. also backed the horse that finished that's just second. A, that's just a shifty, a shifty slid that tails from the punt in there. Well, no, well you just sat like what the the race on the weekend was what they call a set weights and penalties race. Of course, and there is a <laughs> there is right. a predetermined blurb that says wait for age. If you no, it's different from wait for age. <laughs> Dead four. It, everybody starts with a with the, <laughs> the same rails. with the same. I think they bought the rails. You've got fucking no idea, you guys. <laughs> it's like it's like working with children and animals. <laughs> Did they bring the rails in? Uh, no, it might have been the true position on the weekend. But anyway, that's that's. I, I don't I don't want to. Uh, that's some good racing. I don't want to upset your feeble minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, a set weights penalties race means that everybody starts at a predetermined weight. And then, dependent on the quality of races that you have won, you get a penalty commensurate mm-hmm. with the quality of those races. And it's predetermined. You say you win a group one here, a group two there. It's two kilos. It's two and a half. It's one, whatever. So, Winx, being the best horse in the world, she's going to carry as much weight as the penalty allows her to carry. So, she is, as the, the, the term suggests, she is penalised. If one of the other horses that's really, really good but hasn't been winning races comes in a lighter weight, draws a good barrier, gets a good run in transit, she's held up a little bit, there was always a chance she could get beaten. And when you looked at the field, you thought of all the horses that we just didn't quite have a gauge on exactly how good or bad there was, was a stable mate called Young Star that had won the Queensland Oaks in winter. And I good just race, looked, that one. And I, it is a good one. Uh, and you just looked at it and you said, if, if there's one horse in this race that may actually be good enough to be able to cause the upset, it was it. And it was paying $17 or something like that. And uh, so in the end, I thought, look, I'll have a crack at it in the hope that she gets pocketed. And then when you're watching the race, you're seeing her getting pocketed and you're sitting there going, I'm, um, I'm literally torn here. Well, maybe not literally, figuratively. Mm. Um, because you thought... I don't want to see her lose, but I do want to be see her challenged. But if she's challenged enough that she loses, I hope my bloke wins. It's a girl, but anyway, I hope my girl wins because I collect. Well, Can I ask why there is why is there handicapping? Yeah, well, Usain Bolt doesn't run with. I don't say Usain got to carry these lead plates since <laughs> you run in your saddlebag. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you a backpack and gonna slap some roof tiles in it. Okay, well. Look, to answer your question, let's just fucking unleash because the power want, of the stallions. To, to give the honest answer, then you can give us no, the bullshit. Yeah, give us the honest I'm answer. I'm going to say what you're saying. Give us it because we bet on it. Yeah. It's the and you got to even. You got to even it up. And and theoretically, if the handicapper do, if the handicapper does his job right, they should all finish. Horse, <laughs> should all, all finish a dead heat. <laughs> if he does it right, but again, but by the same token, when you draw barrier three, you're more likely to be in a better position in the race than you are when you when you draw barrier nine and barrier. You 10. know, I think they should organise the barriers just first in best dressed. Well, should tackle would never win. The horses, in, the it? horses just so get to the barriers and they're all just fucking trying to squeeze in and get in the barriers, and that's just how it's worked out. Now, imagine how exciting that'd be. That'd be more exciting than the fucking I race. Don't, I don't really. There's too much. There's, the integrity of the actual race is compromised too much because of the fact that the whole sport centers around betting. It, it does, but the higher no the one le- watches it apart from KB goes. I love sport. I just love horse racing. He does. Like he doesn't. No, I think I, he bets like fifty it. cents and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like I, he- I enjoy it. I don't bet fifty cents, but no, I enjoy it. No, um, and I can go to the races and I can just watch it. Could I pay? I, you? I wouldn't. Why don't they fucking? Why don't they do the to, not to punt this spring carnival? No. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they do yeah, the? I don't why, enjoy it that much. Why is there? 
like 50 minutes between races. Because they're racing in other states. I don't give a shit. I reckon the race meet should be over in 20 minutes. Okay, well, Sean, you're Huey Bowman and you've worked really hard for three minutes or whatever else. Yep. You've got to go to the scales. You've got to weigh in. You've I'll got give to, him fucking 10 my, minutes my, between well, races. This is it. You, but as you say, you can't then go 10 races in it's, 140 minutes. How sharp would that be? Door. People are thinking about fast four tennis, no, T20 yeah, cricket. Yeah, about what yeah. irritates me, right? Degenerates yep. sitting on the grass. Yeah. Stupid questions. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Drinking. Just nothing. I do like those, those new sports ads about um, the BS meter. Have you seen them? They're, they're good. No. It's about a guy like they're doing... It's like a breath test, but they're testing you for bullshit. Ah, right. So the guy <laughs> goes podcast up... podcast would be off the chain. No, so the guy goes up to someone and goes, yeah, 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 uh, backing uh, number four in race six. Had a really good uh, lead-in carnival. And the guy goes, yeah, you're off the charts there, mate. <laughs> it's quite good. It's a very good ad. I want to give a few tips. I want to give a few racing tips today. Beautiful. We're going to have our omen bet of the week. Oh, no. Is uh, at Caulfield in race one. We're going to back number 13 called Utsun. Why do they have number 13? A big pun. Can you upload this? Why do they have a number thirteen? Is that commonplace in horse it's, racing? It's, it's not. A, it's not a building. It's in not the a building code. No, seriously, is that this a horse is regularly number thirteen? Well, it's the one after twelve and the yeah, one before four. Yeah, you know, like I would have thought in such a fucking. Did you not have a thirteenth birthday? I would have thought in such a superstitious sport, in such a like, in there's so many fucking you know balls in the air and whatnot that they there'd be some cockhead. The as, 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 I, as I would have thought there'd be some cockhead way back when at Royal Ascot that said, no, we're not having a number 13. That's bad luck. No number 13s. And then everyone Sean, just adopts it because no, they're they sheep. Do you no, get they to choose your number, you get given the number. You get given the number. This is Racing 101. Sean and Fab. You get given the number. Well, given the will number. there be a test at no, the end of the spring? The Asian owners would be hanging for number eight. Possibly. They don't fucking get it. What about if they draw a four? I don't know. I, I don't know what all those numbers mean. I know that eight is lucky. I know that seven is lucky. Beyond that, I, I don't have any. Can I go back? Can I, yeah. I was actually going to make a really good point. Okay. Utsun was the name of the architect that designed the Sydney, Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Uh, Sydney Opera House. Didn't finish it. Given all the bullshit that's happened during happened the week with, uh, with, with old mate on his radio show about horse racing, ironically, the dam of this horse is called the Opera House. So there's your omen bet of the week. Race Caulfield, and number. Race one, number 13, Utsun. Um, we're seeing four Group 1 races this weekend. We're going to see the Caulfield Guineas, and we're going to see a horse called the Autumn Sun, which What's will... What's the Guineas mean? The money, isn't it? It's the money and it's how like much cash. they would have won at the time or, or something like that. Um, the Autumn Sun is one of our, the next best horses on our horizon. I think it'll win, and I reckon it's a chance to have a crack at Winks in the Cox Plate, which could be interesting. Nothing would, would, would please me more than seeing Winks beaten well, quite uh, seriously. Well, it, it's it's the bit of the tall poppy syndrome and you know it if is, she's absolutely. good if she's good enough to keep on winning good luck to her, but you want you certainly want to see her tested. I she like, was tested on the weekend. I like the streak. But I love the streak. All they mention is the streak. You know what we need? We need Kevin Nash. You know what I, you know what I hate? <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they... Maybe in <laughs> You mean we need a Scott Hall... Just Kevin Nash in the stables before this. <laughs> <laughs> the cattle rider just... The streak is over. Um, Do you know what I can't stand, though, about if Winks? If the horse was called Goldberg and it was on the streak... Oh, it'd be amazing. They never clarify, and I reckon they do it intentionally... A lot of people who don't know racing think this horse is undefeated. And oh, it yeah, is yeah, not yeah. undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. It's just on a streak. Was Black Caviar undefeated? Correct. So, to me, a horse that's never lost is better than a horse that's on a good streak. Yeah, no, look, and I agree. I mean, Black Caviar only ran between 1,000 and 1,400 metres. Well, Usain Bolt runs between 0 and 100 metres. 200. 200. I'm saying, is he... 
He's a 200 meter runner. He's a 200 meter fucking. Well, I'm not asking him to run the marathon. I'm just saying. Is I'm not asking him to run the 5,000 either. Timbo, but I take your point. Um, back up. The, the one thing I was going to say is, they run a Winks race. Yep. They get over the line. The jockey gets interviewed. Everyone's happy. They show the owner jumping up and down. What did you do? Why are you part of this story? Bought the you fucker. just bought the Cash. fucking thing. Cash in the pocket. Why don't you, care. What have you done? What You've role? And you're jumping up and down. Well, I didn't back it. I did get the first four though. Anyway, I digress. How'd We've you also get the got first four. If you didn't back it, you backed it in the first four. There's a bet called the first four. Where you, guess what you're trying to do? You're trying to get the first four. Well, she would have had to be one of the horses. Well, I had her straight out to win. It was a different bet. So you put the balls on the line. You said, "Oh, this this horse that's twenty eight in a row, it's going to place in the top." I've got a sneaky feeling it's going to win. It's not coming the top. I've got a sneaky feeling that this horse. This is where I reckon Richard will make the eight next year. Can I put? You can have her straight out to win. So yes. she's gone straight out to win. I that had two horses for second. That I would had not have three passed. Three hores for third and four horses for fourth. That would not have passed scrutineering. So you, only get, you only get a percentage of this. Well, because what the bet you're putting on with two horses second, three horses third, four horses fourth, yeah. you've basically got eight combinations to be able to win. Correct. So therefore, I think I put on whatever I put on. I think I put on. Um, Four bucks on it or something like that. So I, I ended up getting this what it paid four times, and it paid about seventy two bucks. So I collected just under three hundred dollars, which I thought was pretty good going, the way that it played out. Anyway, we're also at the thousand guineas. We're going a bit of a um, an each way special here on a horse called Music Bay, that has finished off her races really well. She's paying nineteen dollars at the moment. I think she adds a little bit of value to our. Anyone cast without a pen and paper will put these on Twitter. Yes. No, we will. No, we'll, <laughs> Tim will. We finally make his way to Twitter, and I will I will upload our the Prendercast tips for the weekend. Beautiful. We got the Turak handicap group one sixteen hundred meters. There's a horse called Shalala. You got to have a you got to have a name, okay? Like yeah. like we, Whiteley's we, we, Whispers. We got to like yeah. Tim's we're gonna, tips. We got to get a name for you. Tim's well, tips. There's a Tim's tips on Twitter already. So oh bullshit. Well, well, it's not bullshit. It's absolute what fact. We'll think of it. We'll think of a name. Okay. Uh but yeah, Shalala won the the Maya Classic at Flemington on Derby Day last year. Yep. Ran in the Epsom up in Sydney on the weekend yep. and rattled home like an absolute train. Freight and train, a freight train, a freight train. Oof. And I looked and I said, they anything rattle. she runs in in the next start, I am backing. So we are backing her Got in the tour. Got me on my knees, Shalala. Yes, she's paying ten dollars. And Finally, the Caulfield Stakes is on. It's a 2,000-metre race, and it's a lead into the Cox Plate. And we're going to back a horse called Ben Battle, all one word. It's paying $5 at the moment, and about four starts ago, it won the, uh, I want to say it's the Dubai World Cup. Uh, you can. No one's stopping you. Uh, it's a race on grass. Well, I can agree. <laughs> in, no, I not. Was it I the Arc de Triomphe? I w- no, it was not. not but I, 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 want, I want credibility here because that, that's the way that I do these things. Um, I actually think this will be a popular segment. I think it was. Spring. I think it was the Dubai World. We're going to speed it, you up through it, though. Because correct, but it was a seven point six million dollar race that it won. Good, so good feed. That's good enough. That's good scratch for form like this. So that's what we're looking at. And Ben Battle may be the horse that beats Winks as well. So, so okay. So how many ben tips Battle? have you given us? Sorry, you've given us. I've given you four, and I've given you the omen bet of the opera. So house. give us the four. Give us the four again. The, the autumn sun. We need the we need the race and the number. Come on. Oh, you want the number too. Caulfield Guineas. Caulfield Guineas. Which is at Caulfield. That's at Caulfield. It is race. Race one, number 13. Race. Shit. 
was that race one number thirteen was the the Sydney Opera House one, wasn't it? Race one number thirteen is Utsun out of the Opera House. Um, our next leg is there a is there a convention to organise these for when we tweet them? We just say Caulfield race five. Yeah, okay. You guys sound like having a private conversation on pod. Yeah, probably. I'm going to put every dollar I have on this nag. I've got a name. All right, so Caulfield race six. We have number 14, Music Bay. Okay. Is that a Caulfield again, sorry? It is Caulfield. Caulfield race seven, number four, Shalala. Caulfield race eight, number one, Ben Battle, spelt B-E-N-B-A-T-L. Okay. Caulfield, race nine, number one, The Autumn Sun. Paying a dollar ninety, very very short, but I think it's the second best. And, horse and in then Australia. what? So and then so okay. So we got race six, number fourteen. Race seven, number four. Race eight, number one. Race nine, number one. Is and race one, number where? thirteen. Okay, race one, Caulfield. number thirteen. It's Caulfield. Caulfield. We're going to call it the Nugget. Now, the Nugget. Why is that? That's. That's your story. That's my nickname for Tim. So, Why is that? And because you know a nugget is it's it's a good <coughs> you know it could either be two things. It could be a turd. It could be a turd or a gold. Or <laughs> solid gold. <laughs> so which, which nugget was it? Which, so it's like chicken salad. You know what you should do. You know what you should do. I got it. This is where we're humming now. Chicken we're, salad. We're humming now. It should be the nugget meal. So you got to give us six tips. Because you get a six nugget meal. Yeah. So you're giving us five tips at the moment. Do you have a sixth there for so us? So you're called the nugget when it comes to, to giving us some tips. Because you get six nuggets we'll with sweet and sour we'll sauce. We'll upload. We'll, we'll, we'll present yep. six tips on Twitter. We won't do it on here. Okay. For fear of losing every single subscriber we've ever Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, moving off from horse racing now, that's just about me done for the year. Um, we're going to move <laughs> on to... You asked a lot of questions, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> We're going to move on to the UFC. There was a, a little skirmish. UFC 229? Yeah, it was a small skirmish in Las Vegas. Tiny, you tiny. may have caught it. Um, Khabib Negadabnebanov beat um, Conor McGregor by choking him <laughs> in a steel cage. Uh, obviously, the interest really took hold after that when Khabib decided to jump into the crowd with a two-footed tackle. Red card, straight red, start showing. At Conor's, Conor's corner. corner. Yeah, Conor's uh, and then, obviously, Conor took a bit of umbrage to that. He mounts the cage. There's a bit of push and shove. No, Conor doesn't mount the cage. Conor gets up on the cage, and then there's a bit of push and shove with one of Khabib's guys, and then two more of Khabib's guys jump in, and they one of them actually tries to king hit him. Yeah. Just fucking terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely he's not indefensible. Yeah. Um, but after, we want to talk about the fight too much. Khabib was – I hate watching fighters like him because it's just boring. Yeah. A Technically – The purists go, the, the technical ability to yeah. do what he's done and the grappling and all – that's great, but I don't want to see. I want nah. to see everyone on their feet. I don't want to see two guys rolling around on the fucking floor for and I five minutes it at could a time. Semi naked. I would personally like to see. Shout out see. to shout out to Bob Test four hundred six. It's basically it's, it's it's open sport. I got nothing from Fabian on Bob Test four hundred six and Bob Test four hundred nine and Bob Test four hundred eight. I think we got to Bob Test four eleven last time. You know what? And I, then we went back to Bob Test four oh seven. In the, in the, my favorite moment of watching the live stream on Periscope that Bob Test was putting up was how it would shout out it to would, Bob Test. Shout out to Bob Test was that it would it would blank and then like you'd get the feed up, you'd be scratching around for the feed. Where's the feed? And then you'd find it with fourteen seconds into the third round, and he's already on the mat and he's already like wrapped up. <laughs> we, we watched. Eighty percent of the fight, we never saw Connor get taken. No, down. I never saw the takedown. Connor was just on the ground whenever the feed came back. The, the feed came back once. They were genuinely twenty-five seconds into the round, and he was already on the mat. 
Yeah. Fuck! Can Jesus, ask, Connor. Can I ask a question? Please. When um, Connor tapped out, yep. for the unwashed in the room, mm-hmm. it really looked like your Khabib mate didn't stop. No, he didn't. Oh, that's, see, what, I that's said, why the referee's there. I said this to Fabian. I, if, if I'm, I would fucking pass out before I tapped out. In that, I would stone cold Steve Austin WrestleMania thirteen. It, I'd be fuck. I'd be like, you are gonna have to choke me out, and I'll fucking roll the dice as to whether I wake up again. I'm not tapping out. Fuck that. It's it's an interesting call, but then UFC when you go limp, you start getting belted the <laughs> shit out of you as well. Yeah. That's true, but you're already unconscious. Yeah. But so I would like to see certain versions of the sport where the grappling's removed. Yeah, and if you hit the deck, because I don't like once you hit the deck and you, even though they do stop it. You've copped three or four savage blows. And usually you're, you're out. Yeah. You're actually yeah, out. Yeah, to an yeah. unconscious blow. I reckon UFC, unlike boxing where you get in 10 seconds, I reckon you hit the floor three times, done. That's it. It's like strikes. Mm. You've hit the mat three times, you're done. Yep. But the actual, the aftermath of the sport, I think quietly UFC would be licking their lips internally because this is, sport needs rivals. Oh, yeah. You need absolutely. guys that hate each other. Tennis, what was the flashpoint of tennis? And you can you can pinpoint these eras in tennis where you go these two fucking hate each other. Uh, what Lendl hated like Borg and Macron. Yeah, not that they Borg hated each other, but this idea of these two guys don't like each other. Yeah, Agassi and Mac- Agassi and uh, Sampras was like that for yeah, a bit. You go these yeah. two don't like each other. Were Courier and Sampras simpatico or not? Uh, I think there was a rivalry there, but yeah. th- that sport, you know, even it wasn't a hatred. But even anything. I think of you know Formula One and you go back Senna and Prost. Yeah, exactly right. You know, yep. Weber and Vettel and those guys. You sit there, Michael and everybody. When they Carl fuck, Lewis, Ben Johnson. But when they hate each other, because when they fight or when they face off, it becomes unmissable. I need to ask. I need to ask. I love. We're gonna. I need to ask. Where do you stand on Carl Lewis? Didn't he take drugs? He's the only one. Or am who's I thinking kind of Michael Johnson? Which one am I thinking of? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Sorry, he's Canadian, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, Jamaican Canadian. Yeah. yeah. When it was, it's like when uh, a New Zealander comes to Australia, yeah, they become yeah, Australian. Yeah. Did Michael Johnson kind of look a little bit like Eddie Murphy? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He ran Shout with out to upright. Michael Johnson. Good on him. He's recovered from... He had a stroke or something yeah, like that, didn't he? A year ago, and he's been in rehab. Did he so. run? Because he's he, he was one, two, and four, wasn't he? Two and four. Two, two and, and four, four, sorry. Didn't, uh, he ran with the pole up his... Uh, up very up very upright. Very straight, yeah. yeah. Great posture. He's got better posture running than I do when I'm just sitting yeah, doing nothing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, What's your um, point on Michael Johnson? No, no, it was a shout-out to Michael Johnson. You were saying Carl Lewis. Carl, Carl Lewis was an absolute favourite of Everybody mine. Everybody in that 100-metre final, that Every famous... Every single one bar two, I think, have tested... Or bar one, I think, has tested bar positive. Bar him? No, 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 no. Oh, there is a rumour around that he tested positive at the 84 Olympic trials to something, and it might have only been a masking agent or something like that, and it was sort of explained away, and they allowed him to run and all that sort of stuff. And so Very he, political at that yeah, time, he, of course. He, he's not entirely squeaky clean. He was part of the Santa Monica track squad, and they basically said through the 80s, one of the things, when you use human growth hormone, one thing that uh, <laughs> continues to grow is your jaw. You grew an extra dick. No, no. It, no <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's your jaw, and it's your and your teeth often go a little bit haywire. Oh. And they said every single runner that came through the Santa Monica track club get in braces. that era all wore braces. And so it was all... It all 
appeared to be. Like it, it it's one of those things a where it's systemic. A, a suspicion isn't enough. Suspicion isn't enough, but, but, but he tested positive. They seem to think that he tested positive to a masking agent. They explained it away to be something really, really basic and like the yeah. contaminated meat thing, which, which, which was... <laughs> Clenbuterol. Yeah, correct. Clenbuterol. They, yeah, they were able that to, meat had been fucking seasoned with cocaine, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it was salt. But the only thing in... Shout out to Josh Thomas and... Uh, Lockie Keefe. Lockie Keefe. In fairness to Carl Lewis, though, with the exception maybe... No, in fact, I think he had a better te- technique than Usain Bolt. Like, he is... Usain Bolt's just an, a freak of nature. A freak that he's tall and can yeah. still be as agile and get shit done. Carl Lewis... Carl Lewis even wasn't a great starter because he was a little bit taller than a lot of his Like, Michael... Like if once he opened up, he Michael Johnson's technique was flawless. Yeah. Like, just in terms power, of... Raw, maintain the power. Of just, and a guy that had obviously been trained, conditioned through yep. years and years and years, this is how you run, this is how you run quickly. Yep. Whereas, as you said, Bolt, like, oh, you've seen Bolt. Bolt's a little bit like Winks you touched on earlier. You see Bolt have shocking starts. Yeah. Like, miss the start. Mm. Like, where were you, mate? Yeah, but he balances up. And, and then he just... Because he's just fucking too quick. Um, but just back on UFC, just tidying that up. Fabian, you were very strong, and as was I in the aftermath, yeah. that Khabib, it, it needs oh, to look, be pretty I don't want swift. to take anything away from what happened... He dominated. In the ring until the thing. Uh, he dominated, deserved his victory, award him the victory. Yep. Yeah. But then subsequently strip him of that title. Yeah, strip the title. Jump. I think he needs a ban. I think he needs a ban of at least a year. And whilst nothing happened, all hell could have broken loose. Oh man! Oh, t- totally. I'm there with you and Sean. We're just having a good time, and all of a sudden, his legs and arms and elbows flying around everywhere. And then our walk back to the car. Even even in the, you saw some some very unsavoury footage from the lobby and guys fighting each other in the lobby and Khabib fans and McGregor fans and it's like oh jeez. And yeah. that's what. So I'd have stripped him of the title, stripped him of his purse, right? Hit him where it hurts. What's the ban? Twelve months. Uh, six at least six. Yeah. And it still gives you that when you come back. You know what I reckon it is? I reckon it's two, one suspended. Yeah. Twenty-four months, twelve suspended. If you transgress again, yeah, that's it. You still ha- that the incident still happens. UFC still get to have the euphoria around it. There's still going to be a match in twelve months' time, yep. or six months' time. You do, you know, it's not like you can't train. No, yeah, but you've sent the message. Oh, absolutely. What my favorite part of it all was when and then people the next are... time it happens because it's going to be for huge. Oh money. man, and guess what? No dickheads jumping in the ring. They reckon no they reckon that this either. was the biggest UFC pay per view of all time. Was fifty four dollars ninety five. McGregor Khabib two will be one of the biggest pay per views of all time. Hundred. Oh, not even in terms of cash. In terms of buy rates, yeah. it'll be one of the biggest. Well, as you say, you can set your you can set your buy wherever you want. It, then it's just. Uh, I reckon sixty is about the limit. Yeah. For a pay per view, Fab and I have already well, covered it, it again. I've never heard of the Khabib fella. So, I didn't either. And so you sit there and you're going, okay, well, what's going to get me? Like, we're obviously not UFC aficionados. No, no. Yeah. Alex probably knows a little bit more about him. Alex is into the fight game, but um, we wouldn't. He's a lover himself, though. Yeah, correct. He's a... Alex. Alex. He's a lover. Yep. Lover, not a fighter. Yes, he is. Those knuckles ain't ever touched another man. Ooh, we don't know that. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> well, they've touched his <laughs> man. just given the jerk off. <laughs> um, but I just want to close on UFC. I love this, this notion that people try to say, I, I explain this to Fabian being the wrestling fan that I am. People will try to say, oh, it's a setup, which is in the wrestling game is called it's a work. So the idea is it's called a work in that we work, we set up. You and I, Tim, we're going to have a big brawl after the fight and that's going to set up the rematch and we're going to play it for the cameras and in professional wrestling it works because that's the name of the game. So they call it a work. 
the other side of it is when something's a shoot, and that's when something happens genuinely off script, spontaneously. It's a shoot, and it's someone badmouth someone or they cause controversy um, genuinely. How much, how much shooting can actually get done in wrestling? It depends. Some, so one of the most famous incidents of all time is when a wrestler named CM Punk, who actually went into the UFC and got the shit beaten out of him, um, he did what's called a worked shoot when WWF gave him the microphone knowing he's going to say some shit. We're happy to wear what it is. We don't know what it's... Like Brendan Favola. Yeah. They just go, we don't know what you're going to say. We're giving you the mic. Yeah. And we could have fucking cut the mic whenever we wanted. But we're prepared to give you the mic and you just go with it. And we're going to ride that heat, as they say. This was a fucking shoot. This was not a work. This was not just spontaneous, spur of the moment stuff. And anyone saying it is, is just kidding themselves. Kidding themselves. Um, So we move on from USC. We look forward to Khabib McGregor 2 when... um, Khabib's able to fight again. And uh, Bob Test? Bob Test. Shout out to Bob Test. Shout Keep up the Bob good Test work. For the final time. We'll, uh, shout out to Bob Test for the, about six months time. for the Periscope feed. Um, just make sure you get those feeds up for the start of the rounds <laughs> next time. Um, a little bit of baseball. Not a whole lot of baseball. Yeah, let's, let's move quickly through this. No, this isn't so much about talk about the playoffs. I think the, the Red Sox will play the Astros yep. in uh, the ALCS. And the NLCS is the Dodgers... Indians? Nah, Indians are dead done, I think. Um, but anyway, what I just want to say with baseball is Test cricket needs to learn from baseball. There is, And maybe they have, you know, but they need to push it even further. Brewers, and sorry. There not, is, not play games in Dubai. And not play games in Dubai with two people in the crowd. Yes. The fucking production in crew. 40 degree, the, yeah. the production crew outnumber the, the crowd. Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. That's uh, Bob Uecker's team, the Milwaukee Brewers. That's where Dave Nielsen played as well. There you go. Baseball, playoff baseball particularly, there's just something about it. Yeah. I love it. Balmy nights. Love it. Love it. You cut to the crowd, they're all wearing T-shirts and whatever. It's a really lovely summer's night. High-stakes sports happening there. And baseball and cricket are sort of distant cousins. They're sort of relations a little bit to the nature of the game. It's that slow burn and whatever. Mm. But play it. Play more cricket at night in the yeah. summer. Yeah. It's just this. You, well, you turn on. Were the with the... The genesis Spot on. of when cricket expired. Oh, and so. you, you you put it on TV, it looks great on telly. Yep. The atmosphere is Everything great. looks good at night. It's just, you watch the playoff baseball, and I sort of keep a tiny bit of an eye on the baseball during the year, but it is difficult with the number of games that are played. But when the playoffs happen, it's fucking brilliant. Playoff it's baseball. compelling. Playoff baseball is magnificent. Yep. Um, not too much on the games themselves. The Yankees and the Red Sox went head-to-head. The Red Sox got the better of that one, 3-1. Um, I'll say we. I am a Yankees fan. We, we take it back. Fab only backs winners. Yep, that's go, why I went go for Blues. <laughs> that's why I go for Carlton. Um, Shane Whitnell style. Um, go Tigers. Where, where is Shane? Has Shane Who's, been in the news of late? Who the fuck's Shane? Surely not. Shane who? So we'll come back to that. Yeah, now my Yankees. Shane who? Shane, Shane Whitnell. Whitnell. Oh, no, Shane Whitnell's not been in the news since um, he and Lance had a fight. Yeah, go, I go think Tigers. Fine. In a car park. I think you're fine, he is. Um, yeah, so my Yankees... Obviously, we don't have the home field advantage. The Red Sox did. First two games of the series, we, we tie them one all. So we bring home field advantage back to New York. Brilliant game, actually. The game, game two. Game two, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, game three is just an absolute dog. That can happen. They got away from them. 16-1 in the end. Wow. But even game four, you I think about kept, it. I kept tuning back in and going, because obviously I was at work, so I couldn't watch every every pitch, but they just keep... I, the score just didn't stop going up. On the up, balance of play, up. though, game four ends up 4-3, four, 
And the Yankees, and I think, came down the Yankees strand two guys on base yep. at the end. And the, and the, the guy, the throw at the first, is only beat out by a step. So yep. you're sitting there going, fuck, they're not far away from yep. making something happen here. But, no, look, it's always good. We get to the, the championship series now, which are always great. It would be a, a walk-off, walk-off homer. Oh, Yankee Stadium would have been jumping. Win 7-4, yeah. um, Moving quickly, F1, Lewis Hamilton will win the world title. He may win it as early as uh, the next race in Austin. Vettel's season has just fucking careered huh. off the rails. Uh, he had another incident in Japan, uh, came into contact with uh, Max Verstappen. It was a, judged a racing incident. I'm happy with that. There was a little bit of room up the inside going into Spoon, and they've touched. Vettel spun, um, and that put him at the back of the field. He was fucked. But they've just had no pace. Technical analysis there from... Uh, they've just had... The, the, in the back part of the season, Ferrari have just had no pace. They've been laughable. Um, the Mercs, I think, have been more comfortable to turn the wick up um, and have just driven away from them. They've got about 75% full power anyway. Yeah, it's about conserving it because they, they, it's obviously very volatile. So you turn it up, the longer you run, higher. The likelihood, even for a team like Merck, you, know, you may blow the engine gearbox, whatever. Um, but yes, that's really disappointing into the season. Lewis will, uh, if he doesn't win it, I think he has to outscore him by eight points, which would be enough. He wins. He yeah. if he wins, okay. Vettel has to come second. He yep. puts it into the wall to keep the title alive. Uh, only, there's only a seven point gap between first and second in the points. Um, then he'll just win it at the next race, which I think is Mexico. So the next race is uh, Austin, which is a really really good track in America. It's in Texas. It is in Texas. Um, it's a circuit of the Americas, and it's a it's a ripper track, and then we go to Mexico after that. Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. Um, but yes, that that's the state of play with the F one, and, and I think Dan he had another issue with his engine, couldn't get out in qualifying, was Dan out in Q two. Two squirts of piss. I think Dan's are realizing that a lot of effort's being put in the other side of the garage, yes, and right. his effort is commensurate with that. Well, yep. you kind of he kind of deserves that, I reckon. If you why. You well, they should be they should out. be more professional than that. But they had the opportunity to be able to resolve. Yeah, spot him on. They did. They didn't look after him. And look, there's this sense so, that Dan, he actually, I think he made a bit of a point um, in Japan when he got uh, worked his way through the field and got to Max, who was running third. He was running fourth, and he closed right up on him. And then all of a sudden, he closed right up on him, and then he backed away. Did he back away? Or yeah. Somebody flicked the switch. Well, he closed right. He, I think he, Dan proved a point in terms of he was within DRS of him. Yeah. And then he just backed right off. Yep. And he went from being within DRS, which is inside a second, to he was one and a half, and then he lapped two later, he was two and a half, and then he was four and a half, and then he ended up finishing about 10 or something. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident he just went, yeah, prove the point. Yeah. Closed up on him, I had the pace, but whatever. Yep. Um, EPL Fabian, Man United, showed signs of life for the first time in quite some time. 20 minutes worth of life, yeah. Fabian and I spoke about this. Jose Mourinho's philosophy, and look, the win on the weekend is everything that Man United fans love about the club. Came from nowhere, the late rally, the late winner, fantastic. It's one of those classic matches. But if we start the game, the first 20 minutes or what the last 20 minutes were, we win 6-0. Yeah. Why are we going into games? And when when Chelsea come to town, when City, Arsenal, when the big boys come to town, I get it. But when you're Huddersfield... Brighton, Newcastle, who hadn't won a game to that point. When we they come, sp- when they spirit. comes to when they come to like Old Trafford, when they come to Old Trafford, they should stand in the tunnel and they should be sitting there going, "Fucking the first twenty minutes is going to be the worst twenty minutes of the year." Emotionally, physically, we are going to be on the fucking rack. And if they score in the first United, if they score in the first twenty minutes, it's fucking done. Yeah, they should it's be what st- you want. Spot but, on. But then, as you sort of say, City do that now. If, if if the locker room isn't in order, mm. then 
there just isn't enough unity. I think in the end, the unity comes as they start waxing during a game, and they, you know, the talent then shines through, and the teammates get it done. But they don't give a shit about the coach. No, and, and that's the thing is, I think the team sort of. Oh, it looks like they don't give a shit about each other either. The team, in sort of, but in then spite that's of everything, sometimes because of the manager too. So. Yeah, the team sort of came together in spite of everything in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and you know what the beauty of it is, they fucking enjoyed it, and he's sitting there going. This is what you play for. You play for Martial's goals. Fucking magnificent. Yep. It's one of the goals of the year. Pogba's flick. His Pogba's finish. Pogba's done two assists in two matches that have been at Old Trafford. That yeah. Have been and you sit there and go, if you don't fucking take something out of that, and then obviously Sanchez's winner, him personally, the team collectively, if you don't take something out of this, then that's the real issue. Yep. This feeling mm. is what you're playing the game for. In spite of you might be disagreeing with the manager, whatever, God, nothing beats this. So like I said, the frustrating thing for me is why are we finishing or trying to finish games like that? When you come to Old Trafford, it should be the biggest fucking baptism of fire you've ever seen. City do it. City kill teams in the first 10 minutes. Kill them. And they know it. They stand in the tunnel and they go, we're fucked. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's the old, it's, um, what's the name of your favourite movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it? The Beach. It's the Yankees. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. Yeah, the old That's why the Yankees win is because of the pinstripes. So the Yankees win because they got Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. <laughs> um, Arsenal have hit a purple patch. Yeah, they're playing well. I thought they Alexander would. I thought, I thought uh, Unai He's Emery the room. would have them humming, Jeez. and he does. He has them playing really positive football and reaping some rewards. Yep. That goal that Ramsey scored Ramsey's was from was right between his butt cheeks, yeah. but good, good bit of play. say that if Jose Mourinho coached either Liverpool or City... Oh yeah! Well, we would have copped it for the. That yep. was the worst game of football you could sit through. Parked the two, bus for the, for the two best teams in the competition. They both parked the bus. They were both yeah. happy to get a point. And both happy to get a point. And yeah, that's fine. And he might. EPL but when Mourinho does team. it, when Mourinho does it, that's not the United Way. Now, I'm not saying anti-football. People shouldn't killing criticize the game. Criticizing when he deserves it, and he has deserved a lot of criticism. But this parking the bus bullshit. Criticize other managers as well. Yeah. Well, I put a Liverpool defender and a Man City defender on the bench. You love clean sheets. In, in, oh, in, in my EPL fantasy team because goals. I thought someone will score, someone will win. I can't pick one over you another. You left 12 points on the bench. I did. I did. Sucked. Terrible. Um, international break now, so fun times yep. for the next couple of weeks. Italy, another draw overnight against the Euro- Ukraine. They're back in form. The Milo Kuna specials. The Azzurri. We're not back in form. We can't. We can't. Keep a clean sheet to Mate, save ourselves. fucking isn't a clean sheet on the Italian flag? What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure that's a fucking image, isn't it? Clean sheet is on the Italian flag. Isn't that what they fucking play for? They live for? That's right. I keep, don't give a shit if we don't score for 12 months so long as the other team the other doesn't team either. doesn't score. We'll take right. a year's so worth of draws. We can't keep a clean sheet at the moment. You just said you did. No, I said... I said one all. Oh, was it one all? One all. Ah, did, shit. Did I not say that? Fucking there'd be hangings in the street. <laughs> no, we, we've drawn... Three of our... Um, Under Roberto Mancini. Our first three games. I don't know if this game against the Ukraine, it wasn't It was, wasn't a... Um, UEFA Nations League. A Nations League game. It's one of the friendlies. Mm. Uh, and then quickly, before we just sort of wrap up a little bit, we've got... Uh, I don't really have a lot to say in this space, so you two can take over. If we've got, I'm going to give you three minutes and 40 seconds. Um, Fab wanted it to run 45 minutes. We're pushing towards an hour and a half. Wow. Uh, NBA and NFL, what's happening? Well, NBA is kicking off, so there's not much to talk about, uh, apart from 
Well, it's just that it's kicking off. It's kicking off. So yeah. um, you see LeBron in in uh, the Lakers. We'll see what he can add with a young side. Uh, obviously, Golden State go in again with an All Star team. I think Boston um, will go far, but Boston, I think, is set for a good season. Yep. You know, see how they go with Gordon Haywood back in and actually there to do what he was and Kyrie there at playoff time at the same time. Yeah. So no, look, it's exciting times. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll probably. It'll be good to have it back, but I think it's probably a little bit of a slow starter. I mean, there'll be it's a lot of interest. baseball like once it hits playoffs, that's it, when it ramps that's when it's up. Juicy, so. It ramps up. So it look again, because games mean something. When you've got that many games, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah, well, I think DeWante De Murray at uh, San Antonio Spurs did a knee yes. an ACL this yes, week, which is a really bad injury for them. Yep, might mean Paddy Mills gets more of a gig over there, which will be interesting from an Australian perspective. Yeah. Uh, not a good. Not, for, not good not, from a DeJuante Murray perspective. Well, not a good thing from the Spurs no, it's not. perspective, but I'm kind of over them. It's time for them to have a rest. Well, I think they, they're revitalising They're Sydney, now. Geelong. Yeah. You've had enough of him. You've, you've yeah. had enough. At their edge of the cliff. Uh, NFL. Um, What's week six. Yeah. Yep. Eagles, yep. Giants tomorrow. Every game matters, Fab. Every game matters. Every, every game matters. Well, it's only a 16-game <laughs> season. So yeah, it's, it's um, over before you know it. How long until an AFL player says that? Every game matters in the NFL. Every game matters. That's what um, if I was if I was taking the piss and like no one would get it, but I'd stand in front of the press and like uh, they'd say, you know, round eighteen or whatever, and <clears throat> they'd be talking about you know Carlton asked me this, and I go every game matters. I go what? I go every game matters, like the NFL. Every game matters. Can you say that at Melbourne Victory? Every game matters. Cool. I was going just before we start this press conference. I wanted on the record at every game matters. I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've played this team six times in the last month. We but, know them, but every every, every game, game matters. matters. Every game matters. Uh, you gave us three and a half minutes and spoke through a minute of it. Every game so, matters um, in the NFL. Uh, Make sure you MVP, give every game Patrick the fucking Mahomes. credit they deserve. You, look, every game matters. He's not the current MVP because it's Patrick Mahomes. But if you were fucking voting on of him dispassionately, he probably is. Probably who, is. who is this man? Uh, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas who are City undefeated. Chiefs. What position? Quarterback. <coughs> the MVP what? Yeah, second year player. Mate, the fucking don't they play the Patriots this weekend? They'll pants the Patriots. I reckon the Patriots will annihilate the Chiefs. All right, same bat time, same bat channel. It's at Foxborough. If I reckon they'll. I, I reckon the more I watch this season unfold, I think the Adela- uh, the Adelaide Rams. <laughs> the LA Let's Rams. talk about NRL, old school the Super LA League. They're going to walk this in. I don't think they're going to walk it in. I think there's some oh. good teams, but geez, they're looking good. They look. Someone made a point. It was on the radio, and he made a very interesting point. He sort of go, "Oh yeah, that's fair enough." Um, there's this American guy that uh, Andy Marr talked to on his program, and he's talking about NFL, and and he goes, he goes, I always sort of have this misgivings it's about not Steve Salisbury. No, I do like Steve Salisbury, but it wasn't him. And he was talking about how teams that play in Good climates. He goes, he goes, I always have misgivings about them. I always feel like they don't, like it's, he was joking. He goes, like they don't earn it. Yeah, he goes, like the yeah. LA Rams, like once we get to January, February, they're going to be playing. It's going to be still nice it's gonna weather. Snow, it's going to be, yeah. you know, beautifully still. There's no wind. There's no sleet and ice playing and in snow. Buffalo where you Spot on. see where you are. He goes, like yeah. he was talking about Drew Brees breaking the passing record. And the point was he plays his home games in a dome. So the conditions are always perfect. Yeah. And yeah. he's not dealing with the wind and rain and snow and whatever. And the point he made was the Rams for him were the favourites because if they can maintain home field, once we get to the playoffs, it'll be the conditions in LA will be fantastic yeah, for their running yeah. game. It'll be clear. It'll be clean. It'll suit them perfectly. Yeah. Whereas the whereas other as teams, you say when you're in Seattle in the middle of their winter. Well, touching on what Sean said, we're going to give Drew Brees his uh, his juice. He's, he's broken the uh, Drew Brees. That's right. He's broken the um, 
the passing yards record in the NFL. It's a big record. That's but like that's like the point score. He's overtaken record. Peyton Manning, who played in both Indianapolis and Denver. So two. Well, two you, ha- you do get inclement weather. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, but, and that's uh, what I've this guy. Until, until that's what this guy was saying. He said, "Not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Drew Brees, but the fact that you're playing your games in inside a, a dome, it helps. It helps it what helps. you're, especially a passing game. But still, somebody flicks you the ball, you got to do on. something no, with no, it. He's getting a shitload of targets over a very long period of time, so you got to give him the old shout out to Drew Brees. Shout out to Drew Brees. Shout out to Drew Brees. So always remember that lovely bit of footage where he comes on the Oprah show. He hugs Oprah, and then Oprah thinks he's got. She's put a bit of her lipstick on his face. He's got a scar. She's done the whole licking of the thumb and gone to rub it off. Oh no! Was Stedman there? He would have been there somewhere. Yeah, Stedman was at an awards ceremony. It looked like he was a dummy. You see, he had the same expression on his face. We'll tweet this. He looks exactly like the uncle from the. um, No, we won't. From um, uh, the Will Smith. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Philip. Philip Banks. Banks, that's it. So, yeah, no, NFL's humming along. My Eagles are in strife. <laughs> no weapons whatsoever. You Did laugh. you just Google him or what? I thought I thought he was laughing because we, we haven't been recording at all. <laughs> you know, we're in, we're in strife. We just, we've lost Jay Ajayi for the year with a torn ACL. So our running back stocks are... And Darren Sproles is carrying right, injuries here carrying and there. Carrying injury. We got rid of uh, LeGarrette Blunt. So that's three. Yep, and he's lighting backs. it up. I think he scored two touchdowns on the weekend. Yep, he's doing a he's doing a good job. He's, he's look, he's a good running back, and he kind of formed part of a running back core with us last season. Whereas now we're Committee. down, we're Committee. down to um, Clement, Corey Clement, and Wendell Smallwood, and no one. So, and you've got Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> no who's <one>. not with. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers at the moment. Do you could you make a play for a guy like that? Would he would he work he'd, in he'd the locker the room? Best, he'd be the best as long as you paid him. As long well, as you paid him, he's not playing. So so we, I reckon we check our cap and we offer him. He's a very 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 good running back. Or I'd like to see Shady McCoy come back to Philly. Yeah, I yeah. His best years are probably beyond him, but we need someone. Well, you need somebody. I mean. The guy who's actually playing quite well at the moment is Adrian Peterson, and he's been a retread elsewhere as well. But he can flat out play. He's you one give of the him the best opportunity of all time. Well, that's it. But it, like he, he is he is past. <laughs> it. Like you know, one of Tim is sort of like trying to give him credit. He's like, yeah, well, like he's a good player too. Yeah, but he was shitting me. He was. He's not anymore. He's he's past his best. He's outside of his prime. Mm. But given an opportunity, he's performing, and good luck to him. But as you sort of say, when you slip, when you're, um, when you're skimming the bottom of the barrel, you've yep. got to... Um, scraping, I think, is the word I was looking for. When, when you just need something to help you perform, you may as well have a crack. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be all for LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. So, so, well, we can't get Adrian Peterson, considering he's at a divisional rival yeah. in the I'll Washington Redskins at the moment. I'll take your point. Before we close, whilst we've been recording in the five days since we started this podcast, <laughs> um, there's been some breaking news from the world of the trades. Ooh, what's happened? Beep, 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 beep. That is a that is newswire worthy. Chad Wingard has nominated Hawthorne, and apparently the Hawks have tabled pick fifteen and Ryan Burton. That's massive to go back to massive. Adelaide. I'm taking that if I'm Port. Oh, without a doubt. If Ryan Burton, Ryan Burton wants to get home. If that's the case, well, well there was I don't know. In the Shield deal that he may have been involved. So 
that's great, but it doesn't give us the juiciness of the picks two and three. Well, again, they trade six and ten to get two. Six and ten to get two, yeah. That's what they do. If they've got Ryan Burton... Or, six, or they can package up 10, 15... And do they take Rankin? Do Port take mm. Rankin? What does Port's forward line look like? Well, if they lose Wingard, Rankin's like a, he's just a new Wingard. He's a new model. Yeah, but they've also still... Brand shiny new, Timbo. Yeah, but I mean, Charlie Dixon is a good footballer, but yep. he gets injured too much. He's a beard. That's all he is. I like this. Justin Westhoff... He's going around again at how Justin old, fucking Justin Westcott. Justin Westcott. He looks like he's eighteen Justin years old. Justin Westcott's one hundred and thirty-seven years old. One hundred and thirty-seven years old. Jack Lacocious heads that that yeah. team for fifteen years. That's juicy. I like that. And then we got uh, here from Tom Wren nine. Uh, Tommy uh, Mitch Cleary. Sorry, said Clarko's relationship crucial to Wingard. Do we have any fucking relationship with him at all? No, I love this he, idea he that everyone a, wants to play with his Clarko. His last year of coaching Port Adelaide was in 2004 when yeah. Chad Wingard was about nine. He was in, he was in year seven. Yeah. <laughs> Port Adelaide have released a statement. We don't want to sort of get too into this, but that's some juicy goss to end yeah, on. Port Adelaide, like yeah, they, they want him out of this. That's, it's... Yeah, he hasn't. Chad hasn't handled this last period well. Port Adelaide uh, forward Chad Wingard has informed the club he wishes to explore move. Wingard is restricted free agent at the end of next year. So obviously... So, He's the end of Paul Puopolo. Yeah. Suggest. A little bit of an upgrade. The rumour was they wanted Carl Amon. It's a tiny bit of an upgrade on Carl Amon yeah. for the Hawks. Yeah. Carl Amon can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that us done? Yes. It's been uh, a lovely yes, show. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Fabian Guadagnolo signing off. Arrivederci ragazzi. Tim Davis signing off. Go to Twitter for Tim's Nuggets. Always a pleasure. Bring on the Nuggets. And for me, Sean Peter, thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.